Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Garage Rock Show. Now on to this week's episode. All right, we are here on Saturday evening, uh, and we are finishing up the night, even though you guys are just about to hear all of our episodes, uh, or excuse me, all the interviews tonight on our episode we have for you guys as we finish up the night, our second night at Aftershock out here. Uh, A lot of great interviews that went on today, and a lot of great shows that went on today, and we got... Charles and Lalo here with us uh, to kind of recap the day. Um, so, I mean, we were just kind of talking about it. Great day, right? Awesome day. First of all, McGinnit McGinnit. <laughs> Gotta say that right off the bat. Uh, but it was an incredible day. We had such a blast. The music was so awesome. Um, yeah, it was it was, it was really, really, really cool experience. Gotta love Aftershock. Highlights for you guys. Um, definitely Bring Me the Horizon. That was awesome. Yeah. We played a lot of our favorite songs by them. What was, like, from someone who couldn't see the show and didn't see the live show that we saw, if you could describe it somehow to them, what was really cool about their show that was different from some of the other bands? You got this, Lalo. Well, they insulted us a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great point. They did. Yeah. Which kind of made us... They're very uh, English, and yeah. they just, like, took a shit all over us. Yeah. <laughs> Which made us want to do what they were saying a bit more, because they were just, like, <laughs> yeah. shouting random things and, like, directions into the crowd yeah. whilst insulting us. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was... It was uh, Ollie was... Uh, was uh, lead singer of Bring Me the Horizon was like, Listen to me, you little bastard. You look at me. I fucking hate you. You... <laughs> God, just okay. You whatever. Make your you mother, think, y- yeah. you're ashamed. Make your mother ashamed of you if you're not starting the circle pit. You're starting the circle Push pit now. Push, Push it, it back. back. Push it back. Push it back. You pathetic. Okay, so the next song is thrown, and everyone like loves it. Everyone loves it, and we loved it too. Like we were all over it. It was a blast. We had yeah. It, it was such a good performance. But there was, there was a couple of good performances, I mean, from the people. Fishbone was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in um, the beginning of the yeah, in the beginning of the day there was a lot of really strong bands. Um, uh, the Parlor Mob. The Parlor Mob yeah. was one of the first ones we caught. Sick Puppies as well. They did yeah. a really good job kind of setting the tone for the festival. And then Fishbone kind of just brought the party out there. Much like Dropkick Murphys, to where it's more of an eclectic band in the middle of the day. And I kinda like how He's doing that with some of the bands each day. It seems like there's a real eclectic band in the middle of the day that kind of opens people up to something different, right? Big time, big time. I mean, it's a big time heavy metal and rock festival, but they do a good job of mixing it up, I think. Yeah, it's progressing. It's getting like way better, and the and you know there's there's more quality people. <laughs> there's more quality people that show up now and, and to these to these shows, and you know what. Uh, seven, eight years ago, it was like a bunch of people all rounded up in the dust, and you know we had McGinnit McGinnit Man, and <laughs> we had a lot of we had a lot of crazy stuff going on, and now it it really seems like people are you know putting their best foot forward, and 
respecting that you know the interviews that we did, did today the the people that we interviewed they were they really respected aftershock one one group even said yeah this is like the biggest rock venue in california right yeah and we were like yeah you're right you know it's it's pretty crazy tools played there a couple of times already you know they had what a, a super drunk Marilyn Manson tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Manson's set was. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen Manson lately in the past couple years, but his set is just always just like a a big old mess, man. He's just like he's a mess up there, and I I, I, I feel kind of sorry for him seeing him up there. Like right when he took off, or right when he started on the stage, I took off, and I'm like, I'm gonna go see Fiddler, and they were uh, a really cool kind of skate group from LA that was a much uh, needed alternative for me to to be seeing Manson up there sloshing around just like I don't know you you guys yeah. saw it I mean yeah. how, how was it I mean he was, he was like Sacramento you motherfuckers just, just you guys throw up your hands to beautiful people beautiful people that's me what 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 Chris was really meaning to say was he didn't go see Fiddler. He went to go see Fiddler on the roof. Fiddler on the roof. Yes, yeah, so a little known uh, side group. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sings uh, show tunes from a, a skater band from Broadway LA, musicals. all Hasidic, <laughs> all <laughs> just all up there. Oh uh, man. Yep. All right. Well, okay, we, we we got interviews for you guys. We really do, and we we're gonna get to them right now because I gotta edit them for you and put them up here and enjoy the episode tonight. We have some really good interviews from uh, Parlor Mob, Fishbone, and Sick Puppies. So yeah. make sure you guys and stick around for the Fishbone one. I'm gonna put that one towards the in, the end of the interview. Great interview. Uh, but original um, member from Fishbone, Fishbone Norwood is going to be doing about a 15 minute long interview with us and he really just kind of goes off on all kinds of really cool topics so stick around for that this is our second day of interviews here on the garage rock show podcast it is another beautiful weekend at aftershock 2019 uh another beautiful saturday and these guys kicked off the day right today they were the first band said california central valley and uh it's 105.7 the bear kbre and uh it's i gotta say I get a lot of music all the time, and there's bands like you guys that are refreshing to me as someone who gets a lot of CDs. I get like 10, 20 CDs a week. And something about you guys and bands of your ilk and maybe passion or whatever it is, I don't know, it cuts through the mix, and it's a refreshing change of pace, and I enjoy it a lot, and I want to tell you guys that personally. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. So what do you think, I mean, coming from... I don't know, I work in rock radio quite a bit. We hear a lot of mainstream stuff that's very formulaic, and I don't think you guys are following that kind of formula. Was that kind of just intentional, always been intentional, or was that just kind of how you guys are and how it came about? It's We've always kind of done our own thing and um, just kind of landed where we landed. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, we definitely want our music to be... Uh, nice to listen to so it is <laughs> we put that it's killer we just i mean to make music i think that we would want to listen to probably yeah like you would want to listen to yourselves right yeah. stuff you guys are passionate about um influences i mean where where you know like where where are you guys what do you listen to on the tour bus what do you what do you guys like to listen to that inspires you guys yeah sure i mean i lately 
I've been listening to like new bands. I really like White Reaper. Oh yeah, they're um, great. Um, I really I've been getting into. I also there's like a lot of like dance, like dance, like yeah, indie, EDM, like, like well not like in, like more like indie like dance. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I really like Poolside. Oh like, yeah, that, to, like like the, that like lo-fi kind of yeah, the, yeah. Like we're listening to like the Harvest Moon. Uh, cover that they did in the van the other day and everyone was like oh shit this is sweet and like nice. i love lcd sound system oh yeah they're and, awesome yeah so are you in control of the the, the music are you in control of the playlist on he the does a lot of driving <laughs> <laughs> do you ever switch it up i'm band dj for sure yeah yeah but we it's like whoever's driving is there is dj and so you find your like our our sound guy listens to a lot of jam band music. Oh yeah. So he puts that on when he's driving. Mixes it up. Yeah. So we don't let him drive. Somebody puts on like New Kids on the Block or something like that. Well, I know you guys recently switched labels too on this new album, right? Uh, uh, you're on Britannia uh, Row Recordings, which I believe you're a big part of that, right? Are you, is that your label? Are you running it? or No, that's our producer's name is Malay. Malay, right. Yeah, yeah. Is so that his, his label? Imprint. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. But um, yeah, so that's how that came about. We ended up working with this producer, Malay, and uh, we were without a label at the time. And um, turns out he had an imprint that we didn't even know about. And then we just had such great chemistry with him that we wanted to sign on with him. And it's been awesome. It sounds great. It's too, very cool. Yeah. He gives us a lot of... Uh, you know, Wait. personal freedom to kind of car- figure out what it is we want to do, and there's not a lot of pressure like there is at some labels. Right. Nice. I always say the test of a kick-ass band is if my, my 12-year-old is right out there. If he likes it, then I'm like, oh, these guys are awesome, and we were rocking out. And, uh, and I actually was going to ask you the song Someday. Love that. Love that song. Okay. What, what's the inspiration for that, for that song? Uh, I don't really know. It's kind of just one of those things where you just stream a consciousness, write the, yeah, write yeah. the stuff. Uh, I mean, I guess there's some romantic elements to it but other than that it's just kind of i'm trying not to think about that one too much you know oh, it's, what I mean? it's yeah. great yeah he played it five times in a row yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool um cool. so how's this tour been going for you guys i mean it's been yeah going amazing it's just great to see meet everybody around the country and everybody what are some of the highlights so been so far uh, we've had some like really good op- uh, opening bands along with us. oh we yeah like casino and we had uh now we have dan luke and the raid um, they're really great. They jumped on with us like a couple shows ago. Are they from your guys'? You guys are from uh, New Jersey, right? No, they're from Bowling Green. That's oh, okay. Dan Luke and the Raid. Dan oh, okay. Casino, however, is from our hometown. Oh, okay. So we've had a little bit of both. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice to make new friends. Nice to hang with old friends. Yeah. Heck yeah. Right on. It's all good. Um, so what are the big plans for 2020? Anything you can tell our listeners? New music, new tour, anything um, big we're announcements? We're just trying to stay on the road. You know, like yeah. We want to do as much touring as we can this year coming up. Because we hadn't been doing too much touring for a while there, and we just want to make it up to all the people who have been waiting for us and then also create some new people to wait for us. Yeah, well, I think these festivals are great for that, right? I mean, getting a bunch of new fans, exposing a bunch of new people to the music. Do you guys kind of prefer that kind of angle of uh, when you tour places you haven't played before, or do you like the smaller venues where you can really connect? I love... I was just thinking about this when we were, like, getting ready to walk on stage today, and it's, like, the juxtaposition. Like, like last night we played a headlining show in LA right, and yeah. I find like comfort I'm staying there waiting to play and I find comfort being like alright man like this is gonna be so I get like pretty nervous before we play like this is gonna be great like all these people are here to see you like and the guys it's gonna be you're, you got this and then staying and waiting to go on today I'm like these are 
probably mostly new people that I've never heard of. Right. Sure. But then I find a way to like use that as a catalyst. To be like, all right, like let's fucking kill this. Yeah. Sorry for cursing. Like no, no. Of, like, it's unedited. In front of like in front of new people. So it's like it kind of like you. I like personally trick myself kind of um, mentally into like shifting it one way or the other in my favor to be like, right, yeah, it's going to be awesome. No Look at the what. positive yeah. in, in either situation. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right on. And there is uh, definitely positives to both. But it's cool to do both. Like, it's cool to yeah. Play you just played it. Yeah. Headlining. Today, so like that's the best of both worlds. Right? Attitude. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. We drove through the night from um, LA and, and, uh, Portland, but we have a day off tomorrow before that. So, but yeah, we did like six hours. I mean, we didn't drive; we slept, but we did. It was like a rough sleep, you know. Like, yeah, hell yeah. Are you uh, are you guys planning on meandering out into the crowd and kind of experiencing some of these groups out there? Yeah, yeah. we want to go That's see. Cool. Yeah, we definitely want to see um, Fiddler, oh, yeah. Ghost Main, Health. I, I really want to see Blink One Eighty Two. Um, we saw Andrew WK at Louder Than Life like a week and a half oh, yeah, ago, nice. and I'll probably go back for that because that was 10 out of 10. Who else? Who else? There's this band called Tool. <laughs> oh, I know. I've um, never heard of them. I've never heard of them before. And uh, I'm not influenced by them at all. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, I know you guys are busy. Thank you guys so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Killer set, and thank you for coming out to Aftershock. Hey, thanks so much for having us. We really appreciate it. No problem. Awesome. Thanks. The Parlor Mob, guys. Thank you. you. All right. It is another beautiful weekend, and we are out here on a Saturday afternoon at Aftershock 2019 with probably, I would, I would say, the best band opening up Saturday here at Aftershock today, <laughs> Sick Puppies. What's up, Seth? Good to have Hello. you guys with us. Uh, we got Emma here, Brian, and Mark, correct? Yeah. Um, Emma, you're the bass player? Yes, sir. Uh, Brian, your vocals, guitar? Good day, right here. And Mark on the drums? Yep. Uh, you guys are from Sydney, Australia, right? Actually, I'm the only one. No. Oh, only yeah. one here from yeah, Sydney? Yeah. Where are you guys from? Uh, LA. LA? Houston, Texas. Oh, nice. Right on. Awesome. Um, well, I was checking it out. Um, not too many more tour dates. What do you guys got planned for um, coming up after this big festival here? Actually, still finishing up the album, uh, hoping to oh. like ra just just the finishing touches right now, and uh, hoping to get it out probably early next year, uh, maybe a single at the end of this year. Okay. Depending on on some stuff, but uh, yeah, we're just finishing that up, and then probably going to go out and tour after that. All right, we're doing that, and uh, we're going to be announcing some tours for next year, probably in the next couple months. Nice. Yeah. And so maybe we'll get a single by the end of the year. Hopefully, knock on wood. Nice. Maybe a little Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. All right, so. The last album was in 2016. Did you guys just yeah. kind of bide your time and kind of wait for perfection? Yeah, make I mean, sure you, you can, great? like Mark talks about, we can tour off an album for, you know, a couple of years, which oh, is yeah. always great. So we do that. But, I mean, this, I guess every band wants to do that. They want to make the best thing they can. But we really, really fought for this one that we, we're working on now. So we, we put a lot into it over a year of writing so uh we're really really happy with it yeah awesome. nice nice yeah. do, you, do you guys find that you ride on the road when you guys are touring or do you more like got to get in the studio and hunker down and focus or do you ride on your own in your own personal homes and kind of bring it as a collaborative thing yeah 
it's kind of all of the above. Pro probably less on the road just because, you know, we're kind of in that mode touring and stuff. But, right. yeah, definitely at home and in the studio and any other time. Yeah, for sure. And you were saying this one, it was kind of maybe like a little more special. Was there kind of an inspiration or a theme or any kind of uh, thing behind this album that kind of maybe you, you felt, let's take our time with this and, and do it right? I mean, there's there's all different themes that the band's always sung about, you know, and um, really kind of stand true to what a lot of the fans have grown to love. Right. Um, you know, so we, we've definitely accomplished some of those themes. Just because, I mean, that's stuff we feel, too. That's why the band's always written that way. Uh, but we, it, this album, is a, it's a journey, man. It really is, like I've been saying this since I've been talking about it, it's like e even just genrely, it, it's, sure. we have some of the heaviest stuff the band's ever done. We have stuff on the opposite end of the spectrums, everything in between. It really is, uh, and not just musically, but thematically, you know, covering a lot of topics that we've been wanting to talk about. And um, I won't say too much. But uh, no, 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 it's no. it's it's it feels right, man. It's just we're really really happy with it. Yeah. No, it's perfect because him and I were just talking about that like not long before you guys came up. We were saying that your the music kind of went a little hard. It kind of radically changed over the years, and you guys have kind of grown. And we were really wondering what you were bringing to you know with this next album or whatever you guys would have in store. Yeah, so it kind of it answered the question our burning question that we were wondering as we were sitting here. Yeah, no, we're stoked with it. You're gonna, I think you'll dig it. Uh, what do you guys uh, feel about playing like festivals like this? Um, this type of a size. Uh, do you do you prefer kind of gaining new fans at big festivals like this, or do you prefer kind of playing more intimately uh, at a place like the Fillmore, or the Warfield, or some kind of an indoor venue? What yeah, I mean, we love the clubs and stuff, but I think festivals like today, you can't really beat it. You can't really. There's no other time when you're going to get in front of that many people, and you know. You express your message that yeah, you have. Yeah, and just and, connect and, with those people, and connect, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's a certain type of energy at an outdoor festival, too, you know, when everyone uh, gets together and there's a there's just an energy that's like, let's, yeah, let's, like, let's go crazy or whatever, you know, and, like, um, you know, bands are looking to the fans to, like, get get into it and we're, yeah. lo and we're looking um, to the fans to just really feed off on them, you know, and think, so that's I think that's you guys did a part. good job setting the setting the tone today. Yeah, you were, it was, it you was were fun, the first man. band we saw as we came in today, nice. and I'm like, all right, this is the right way to kick off the man. If, it's great that people, you know, doors are at noon or whatever, and they're coming early to see the first band. It's like, oh yeah, we're, we're humbled by that, I mean, man. We're, we're stoked. These lineups are so stacked that great bands like you guys are being forced to play a little bit earlier than maybe you'd like. But for us as uh, fans and stuff. It just—it's much more incentive to get out here early to catch all of these great acts uh, because it's just back to back to back to back all day long. I mean, there's some of the—you the, know—this is like one of the biggest rock festivals in the world. You know, it's like—it's so great to, to. How do you guys feel here. about it professionally? I mean, just like as a band, like you—you play all kinds of festivals, and this one compared to others uh, out here in California, what do you? How do you feel about it? Just. I mean, it's definitely the most like the, these. What louder than life in this one is? It feels very like organized and it's 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 large like you know what i mean like sometimes festivals can go can go one or two ways right. you know what i mean yeah like it could be a total disaster exactly because yeah. it's so many bands so many yeah. people but this is it's just so well run and it makes like all the bands like lives easier and yeah. all the crew you know what i mean because they have to like you do their job and yeah and they're so, yeah. happy so yeah. if they're happy the crew's happy the band's happy yeah, it's, it's great and then it translates to the stage right i mean you guys are getting up there and you guys are in a good mood it's not like oh this bullshit sound guy and you know i had to wait two hours for a check-in or whatever uh, so that's awesome. All right, so uh, so coming up, uh, everybody, you heard it here first. We got some new music on the way in 2020, yes. right, guys? All right. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. We know your time is valuable. Thank you so thank much. You. Awesome. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, please.
get this done, turn it around. Here we go. Thank you. Stay out of the sun. Thank you. Thank you guys. Nice. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, it's a beautiful Saturday out here. Continuing our interviews out at Aftershock 2019 with the legendary Norwood from Fishbone. Thank you so much, sir, for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm, like, really glad to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, you guys really uh, put on an amazing set today, I got to say. Great, uh, crazy. And how do you guys do it? How do you keep it up? Right now, I don't know because I'm <laughs> fading fast. 40 just, years, right? I just realized I woke up, like, about 13 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> and haven't taken a nap like <laughs> well we were talking about that man you guys are some of the hardest working guys in the business 40 years since you guys originally formed in 1979 that's oh, yeah. crazy right yeah man this, this is you're still out here playing the biggest rock festival in california 40 years later yeah this is <laughs> yeah i had a beautiful time it was like the day is so gorgeous and the people are awesome yeah man what it is is the you know the people we you know what we we rock out by ourselves anyway like that's how we always were yeah, like yeah. Bring, like when we play we just come with it yeah but it really takes the audience to react i think it's infectious though the way like you said i mean yeah. you come with it and they're like well, let's go along with this yeah. ride yeah and when they, when they go along with it then that Ratchet is that ratchets <laughs> yeah. us up a little yeah. bit more. Hell yeah! So you know, and that's what it takes. That's really, you know, some of it. It, it starts with us just loving what we do. Sure. Yeah. yeah, man, it's that passion that keeps it through. Yeah. Uh, well, I heard you guys are back in the studio working on some new music. Yeah, we've been doing some writing. We've so what's up with that? Writing, some, some writing, some some demoing just for our ears only we okay play anything it's kind all right testing the waters maybe for a new uh, release of some sort yeah that's what we're, we're working towards we got good energy everybody in the band is writers so you know most of us have side projects and are quite prolific so just putting that energy together yeah you know it's it's it's, it's actually an amazing process and you know it's like we just we actually like you know, just we're coming at it like organically as well. Like yeah, like you you guys have such a uh, there's so like so many cross genres in your music and it's so eclectic and you guys have like so much input probably coming from all the members of the band. I was I was just about to ask you that before you started. How how the hell do you find the I don't know the um, the compatibility to come up with the songs that you come up with. It's just I don't know. It's, it seems it's so it, elaborate and just well thought out and just uh, from s stemming from so many genres that it seems like to me as a casual listener uh, that man, how do you guys uh, collaborate like that in the studio to come up with these amazing pieces? Well, the the the, the one thing that I can really appreciate because you know everybody in the band, but Angelo and I stepped away from the band for a while right so what i can really appreciate is that the guys here now with the exception of jb like we all we all knew each other from childhood right and and even jb we knew from from early enough time to where 
we could share our record collections, discover music together. Right. So that's the organic so, part that so you're talking you, about, when right? You, when you reference something, a, a a style, or you know, you you could make a you a, like without speaking a word, reference, you know, a, an influence. And everybody reacts to that. Yeah. You know, so it's powerful. That's, that's the one thing like you know, you can you can do it with other pe people but it's not to the depth of like this unit. Right. And, and I was thinking about this the other day like there's there's jokes that were told between us like when we were in the 9th, 10th and 11th grade and I was like, "Dang, Chris could just say like a couple words and I go you right know. back to the 11th grade, you know? Yeah. It's like, and it's like that with, with creating. Yeah, that's awesome. You know? It's almost like you don't even have to say it or you, you can tell where each other are coming from already because yeah, you exactly. know each other so well. That's really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so what can you tell us uh, as we wrap this up for 2020? Do you guys have any big plans on the table? I know you said you're working on some music, but. Yeah, like we. We, I, I, I don't see any obstacles to us coming forward with new music. Awesome. Um, you know, like right now we're thinking in terms of singles. Okay. Uh, but like I said, everybody writes, so it's a lot of material. Yeah. Right? Already. But we just, we, we don't, we just kind of stick and move. Like, we don't get caught up in it. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so it's a nice. lot possible. So, so that and you know, once we have some music on our belts, we we know we're gonna do more shows. Like yeah. we'll tour, festivals, you know, head headline shows. There's some possible combinations of co co billing that should be amazing, but we don't know Man. what's yeah. gonna. That I I love yeah. I love I love your music and that. You're one of the, probably the only bands I've ever seen where the brass will kick in and the mosh pit will start. Yeah. And that is so dope. I love that energy. It's crazy. I, I can't wait to see what, what that, you know, what bleeds out of that in your next, in your next work. You know, my, my thing is, you know, like, like I personally am so like, like, uh, uh, like I love who we are. Yeah. Right. But there's a part of me that, the part of the legacy of Fishbone is just being exploratory. Yeah. And I don't know if we ever created anything that was not done before or not, but that was always the goal. Like, can we, can, yeah. can you say something brand new? Say something that never yeah. been said before. Yeah. Can you create something that has never been touched on? Is it possible? It might not be possible, but we'll keep trying. Hell yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I got to say, because this is a podcast and we're completely, uh, we're completely uncensored, here, uncensored here, but fuck racism. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was awesome. That was the greatest yeah. thing. We, you know, that was a killer flag. For all of our listeners who didn't see it, they, they were flying the flag with the Fishbone logo that said fuck racism on it. Yeah. I thought that was a great way to just you know get that message across right, right in their face, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? When, when, when we were, like, the, it, I cannot be happy that songs that we wrote in the 80s confronting yeah. 
you know, social situations are still relevant or maybe even more necessary today. Like, I can't be happy about that. Um, You know, we had hoped that humankind would evolve towards a... And maybe humankind has, and there's... But I, I have to believe that that we are actually progressing towards something better. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even if it seems like it's taken a while. It's, it's, it's worse in some ways. I I what I what I what I believe that I'm seeing is suppressed feelings. Yeah. Right. Just came up. Like people were embarrassed. Cause you're like it's like this. Like, you know, I'm I'm I just turned fifty four, so it's like, you know, all in the family came around. Archie Bunker kind yeah. of embarrassed people who yeah. had, yes, yeah. like bigoted feelings, big time. Right? That was a that was a powerful thing. The all in the family and Archie Bunker, that people got embarrassed. And political correctness is is I understand the intention, but what you miss out on is a conversation with honesty. Yeah. yeah. And the, the ability to work through what people are really feeling. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm so like be, coming from Los Angeles. Like you knew that racism existed in your yeah in your town everyday yeah. life. But it was it was like it was a wake up the first times we toured the southern states. Oh of, man. Of oh, America, yeah. and you kind of go like. Damn. Wait a minute. They're still stuck yeah. back then. No, 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 no. Fuck stuck back then. <laughs> They're honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. At yeah. least I know where they stand. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. could be in Los Angeles and not know exactly where someone stands. Yeah. Stomach yeah. That's smiling a great point. in your face, having these suppressed feelings. That's a great point. So back then, we were like, oh, it feels like at least we know where they stand. You know? Yeah. So... And Kendall and Angelo would spend a lot of time talking to people with racist feelings. They they brought really they brought Nazis on our bus for in, for musical inspiration or no they they cared. Angelo and 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 Kendall gave a fuck. Yeah, and they would talk to people, and I watched them change people's. Thought process. That's 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 powerful. I didn't have the patience. I've never done it. I don't think. Yeah. I don't recall doing it. I can't claim it. If I did, I wasn't. I don't remember it. Yeah. I remember seeing those guys do it. Yeah. So that was that. Was, there's an opportunity in honest, like give and take in a conversation, and you can't go around thinking you could change everyone's mind. But and I don't know if what I'm talking about is a solution or not. But I've had people come up to me in the last few years say, "Your band changed my life." I was in a very dark. That's amazing. Place. That's amazing. You know, and it was sometimes it's obvious that they were talking about like people having very bigoted, racist yeah. paths ahead of them, and you know. For whatever reason so that's I, I don't yeah I can't claim to have the answers 
is I have an opinion. Yeah. And I don't know if my opinion, how valuable it is. I've had experiences. But I think there's an opportunity now. Yeah. And it's, it's, we're in an extremely dangerous time. I've, I'm actually, I'm looking, at, I look around, I'm like, okay, this is, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, there's modes of thinking that are extremely dangerous. And I'm not just talking about racist attitudes. Yeah, talk about maybe social media, people coming out of their shells when, you know, and some, some craziness happening there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, even, even. Well, yeah, even even just belief systems, period. Yeah. It's, it's a dangerous time. But I like to look at it as 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 there's an opportunity. Yeah. And so those of us who think in certain ways, hopefully more people can see the opportunity, take the opportunity, and exercise action. That, right on. That can be transformative. Right on. Embrace it. I mean, it seems like you guys really kind of, I don't know, like music to me is such a powerful driving force. And and even if you don't have like a socio-political message, like you still have like a degree of influence because of just the energy that you kind of pour out of you. And just the way that you move people is, I know it's impressive. I, I, re- I really enjoy listening to you guys. Hey, I just, I just saw this movie called, uh, on the Trojan Record, his Trojan record. Oh, nice! History. The reggae label. Yes, Rude Boy. The the his the story of Trojan Records. Oh yeah. It it I just I me and my brother DJ the premiere in Los Angeles. Oh nice. And uh. And by and large, like like a lot of that music was not political. It was no. Party music. It was love songs. It was a lot of it. Music and from some the streets. of it did had have social commentary. But it was awesome to watch, you know, the, the, the portrayal of the history and the history being spoken by the people who were there, how that music brought different people together. Yeah. And, and that, that could see the common, the, what was common between them, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. I think that's what you guys embody as well. I mean, I would draw that parallel that Fishbone brings together the metal fan, the eclectic music fan, the jazz fan, the horn fan, the guy who's there for the rhythm section, the guy who's there for the ska music. I mean, you guys embody all of that. So, Well, uh, for us, and let me just say this, for us, it was really about, like, our, we just, uh, we're a reflection of our record collections, right? That's right. Like, yeah, man. Like, but, so, like, you know, everybody would always tell us, like, oh, you gotta pick one or two types styles of music. Screw that. And we were like, No, we this is who I am. Yeah, we were just like, no, <laughs> like we like all of this stuff. Why can't we do it? Yeah. We just like who Heck yeah. Know? Amen, man. Well um, So so yeah. it was it's actually all just like and like again, we're kids that were discovering the world. It was the world was in the in the in the in the middle, going towards the later 70s, yeah, punk rock was brand new. New wave was yeah. kind of exploding. Such on an the explosive radio. time, man. Yeah, reggae was being discovered yeah. by most people. Mainstream, you know, uh, and two tone was was 
exploding in England and was there to be discovered in America. Heck yeah. So we we all in that you know, melting pot, right? Through through like the decline of Western civilization movie. That's right. And dance craze. Yeah. Right. We got to we like whoa okay, you know, and there were things that were happening like like the specials on Saturday Night Live, Fear yeah. on Saturday Night That's right. Live, Devo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like those kinds of things, that was all brand new. Yeah, breaking new ground. Yeah. So we we were kids experiencing this, going like we love all of this as well as what we all had the common thread of Parliament Funkadelic as love. That's right. Right. So we just put it all together and just do it like why not? Heck like, yeah. We just. Well, and man, we are looking forward to that new music next oh, yeah. year. And thank you so much, Norwood. I know you got places to be and people to talk to, but thank you so much for this time. Thank you Thanks again. Thanks for having me. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com